Hello, and welcome to Cowgirl Artists of America's podcast, a podcast dedicated to cowgirl artists. I'm your host, Megan Wimberly. Today, we're chatting with Dr. Billy Smith, Executive Director of the American Paint Horse Association. The APHA is the world's second largest international equine breed association, registering more than 1 million horses in 59 nations and territories since it was founded. APHA creates and maintains programs that increase the value of American paint horses and enrich members' experiences with their horses. Not only does the APHA reinvest into its members, it is also taking community-building initiatives to a whole new level by providing opportunities to the Western world at large through community events such as the Red Steagle Cowboy Gathering, the Cowgirl Gathering, and more. These culturally relevant events build community and provide opportunities for the public to experience and gain understanding for Western culture. At CGA, we are personally grateful to the APHA, which is the official sponsor for the Cowgirl Gathering Art Show. Billy, welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Can you tell us a little bit about the APHA and your role in history with the organization? I've been with the American Paint Horse Association for a decade, for 10 years. And it is the breed registry for paint horses all over the world. We're in about uh, about 70 countries and we have 45,000 members and we're in the, our office is in the historic Fort Worth Stockyards. So we get many of our members from around the world who show up here. But what's perhaps the most important historical point in our history is that we were, and that we're most proud of is that we were founded by a woman, Rebecca Tyler Lockhart, 60 years ago, more than 60 years ago now, and she was honored on the uh, Fort Worth Stockyards Trail of honor here in just a couple of days, in a few days, next week. That's super rad. I didn't know that. And the APHA headquarters, y'all just renovated that fairly recently, right? Yeah, we moved a couple of years ago. In fact, our timing was impeccable. We moved in, had a grand opening in February. And then a couple of weeks later, the COVID shutdown occurred. So we opened up with a lot of fanfare and then shut down. But we moved and renovated some space in the old Fort Worth Stockyards horse and mule barns. And we think it's one of the most uh, beautiful locations anywhere. In fact, we're, we, there are a lot of architects who have a lot of interest in and in show up to, to walk through our buildings to see how we did it. It's just very beautiful. And we retained the whole look and feel of a barn. It feels like a barn. Our doors to our offices have sliding barn doors, things like that. We have a lot of features. So we're very proud of it. Yeah. And it, I haven't got to see it in person yet, but I've done like some video walkthroughs as we're planning for the show. And when we were first planning and Stephen said, potentially we could have it at your office. My first thought having not been there was like, oh no, that's not going to be like a great place. And then he sent me the video and this is an amazing space and truly like I think artists are going to get there and they're going to be so proud to have their work hanging in the building it's first of all it's expansive it's quite large and very airy bright there's two stories there's seating it is just a incredibly beautiful space so I'm sure y'all are very proud of it we are and what we were trying to do is obviously create a comfortable workspace but we also married up some museum-like features to so that we have a, a nice art collection ourselves. And so we wanted to showcase that. But we also think that it'll be a great, it'll be a great place to show off the artwork for this show as well. 
Yeah, I think so. And the APHA as an organization, y'all provide just so many great resources to your members. There's youth scholarships. Y'all have scholarships for therapeutic riding instructors. You do trail rides and shows. How do y'all approach serving your members? And don't tell us about the youth scholarships yet, because we're going to talk about that in a second. Yeah, sure. We have membership around the world. So for example, even now while we're, even as we're speaking, we have a group of members from Mexico who have come to our location and we're working, we're doing some training to help their judges in Mexico, those kinds of things. So we try to tailor what we do to our various member groups. So breeders, judges, trainers, we try to do those kinds of things to make them as competent and a part of this family of paint horse enthusiasts as we can. We sanction about 800, a little bit under a thousand shows a year worldwide event. And that includes single event, single discipline events, ropings and barrel races. But we also have large scale breed shows that we do in concert with our state, state clubs that do shows and put shows on all around. So a lot of what we do is education related training related. Of course, we are the breed registry. So we have the database of all of paint horses that have been registered in the last 60 years. And we try to be as responsive as we can be to our membership. That's awesome. And so now can you tell us what are the youth scholarships? So APHA provides some some great scholarship opportunities. And we have two sets of youth scholarships. One set is awarded annually to students who apply and meet certain academic requirements. The other set is awarded in escrow to students who participate in our Youth World Championship classes in the summer. So we award first, second, and third place scholarships. And then we also do something unique. We have a we have a random draw scholarship in each of those classes. So what happens is those kids, we escrow those dollars over their showing career. And at the end of that showing career, when they turn 18 or when they go on to matriculate to a university or trade school, then we send that money on to uh, to those schools. So those dollars really accrue. So we have some youth so far who have put together winnings of twenty dollars to $30,000 in preparation for their education. What we're also most proud of is that most of these students are attending state universities or community colleges or trade schools. We're happy to help kids who need it and who love paint horses. What we wanted to achieve with that is that they didn't have to, they didn't have to decide about whether going to school or continuing to compete with their paint horses. We were going to help try to make sure that that doesn't happen. So any school, any accredited institution that they want to attend is we can support through our scholarship program. That's so awesome. I love that you're not like, it's not like pigeonholed, you know, that different kids are going to excel in different spaces and they're able to make that decision that feels right for them. That's super rad. Yeah, we've sent kids to uh, auctioneering school. We've sent them to welding school. We've sent them to various different kinds of trade schools, as well as four-year and two-year institutions. So we're very proud of that. And as long as it's a an accredited institution, we have to get fulfill their dreams in any way we can through this scholarship program. I mean, we give out uh, a couple hundred thousand dollars a year in scholarships and it continues to grow. How long have y'all been doing the scholarships? 
the youth scholarships, do you know? We've been doing them for uh, two or three decades, but the youth world show scholarships have only been around five or six years. So that's a relatively new thing, but we wanted to reward our youth who, who showed every single year in our youth world show in the summer and make sure that we can equip them for what they want to do when they get out of high school. Yeah, that's awesome. And that the reason we're talking about this is because our art show at the Cowgirl Gathering, part of the artists are getting 60% and then 40% is going to this other side with that divvied up between this youth scholarship and then some of it supporting Cowgirl Arts of America as well. And so when the artists are participating in this and also when people are coming in and purchasing their art, they are supporting this youth scholarship for the APHA. Exactly. And it's, uh, we're really excited about the relationship and we're excited about expanding the art show over time, really highlighting some of the great women artists in the Western world, like yourself. Thanks. Yeah. And something else too, that I think is unique about y'all's approach with this show is you specifically said when Steven and you and I were talking, you said, we want to make sure that it's not just the same artists that are getting seen over and over again. We want to make sure we're supporting emerging artists. And that's a really great opportunity because artists come into these shows and maybe they're newer and they aren't able they haven't built up their resume and that can be important in the art world. And a show like this is such a big deal for getting an artist to get in, get seen and help to build their career out and help them to take it to the next level. And that's really awesome. Yeah. What we, what we, our dream is to have cowgirl artists in the next, let's say next 10 or 20 years, look back and say, this is where I got my start. This is where my breakout show was. So we, We really have a dream to try to achieve that. Yeah. And that just, that kind of idea seems to permeate in everything that I've talked to you and Stephen both about is just this idea of really like pushing, propelling things forward in a really positive way. And you can see that in everything that APHA does. You can see it with what the Cowgirl Gathering is doing. And so as we're thinking about that, the APHA is taking a fairly unique approach with these community events. Um, Do you think that's something new for a horse association to do? We pride ourselves on being innovative. And one of the things that we looked at years ago is we began to understand in a much more, in a much more powerful way that a couple of things, most of our members are women, number one. And number two, the horse, as it it fits into a larger lifestyle, it fits into an interest in horses that also permeates what kind of art we buy, what kind of movies we watch, what kind of fashion that we wear. So we wanted to celebrate that in a way that's unique and perpetuates our heritage. In our foundation, we support scholarships, but the other leg of our foundation is what we call heritage. So it's the Western lifestyle perpetuating that in a way that we have a very powerful message to the rest of the world. So with, there will be a lot of people at the Cowgirl Gathering who are who don't live that Western lifestyle, but they have an interest in it. And this will give us a great chance to showcase ourselves. I listen to a lot of like Western podcasts and things like that. And a theme that keeps coming up over and over again is the disassociation with 
a lot of people to the Western world, whether it's like agriculture, horses, ranching, whatever it is, and creating these spaces where people can come together. And I think CGA, that's one of our, two of our core four beliefs are collaboration and community. And I think that is where this beautiful thing happens when we can bring all these people together to become a community and to collaborate with one another in ways that helps the community at large. I think that's an incredibly beautiful and powerful thing to do. No, we love that. In fact, a few years ago, we we used to use the term the horse industry. We stopped using that a long time ago in our publications, and we refer to it as a horse community because it really is a community. And it starts, it can start with people who just have the idea that they love horses all the way to people who are fully engaged in it. We know there are people out there who love horses and have loved horses their whole lives. Maybe they'll never own one, but we want to reach that group too. We want to tell that story as well to those people. I think it's important that we reach out to a larger spectrum horse enthusiast, and this helps us do it in a location that will draw large numbers. Yeah. And this is the third year for the Cowgirl Gathering, but the second year for the art show in the Cowgirl Gathering. Is that right? Yeah, so we we launched Cowgirl Gathering during COVID. We we just took a leap of faith and we launched it thinking, let's see on a small scale how this might work. Well, it was successful by our wildest imaginations, but we always had it at the master plan to add an art an art show, add a fashion show, and maybe a few other things down the road. So we've always been very interested in expanding it even from day one, but our first launch, we were trying to feel our way around to see how we can do this in a way that honors our past and cowgirls really all around the world. So was the first year virtual? No, actually it was not virtual. We had our three event, our breakaway roping, our team roping, and our barrel event, but we were under restrictions. So we had the, one of our hallmark features is the Essence Exchange. And so kind of TED Talk for cowgirls. And we have it at the Cowboy Channel studio. It seats about 300, but in that first, the restrictions we had in place, obviously still included at that time masks, but we had, we could only sell, I think about 100, 125 seats. So we were under restrictions, but, but we still had it and it still went really well. Cool. And then last year, y'all had a huge turnout, right? Oh, it was, uh, it was uh, fantastic. We had our very first event, though. We had the cowgirl, we had the breakaway roping, and we had the team roping, and then we had the barrel racing, and it just exploded, and it turned into a 24-hour event. It started that Sunday morning, and it didn't finish until Monday morning. It was so wildly successful for us that we were blown away by it, taking a little bit aback, but it was uh, fantastic from the beginning. That's awesome. And I mentioned this in our introduction that the APHA has become the sponsor for the art show portion of that. Can you tell us what that means? One of one of the things that we try to do with the art show is create a presence for APHA in the arts. And so our foundation really wanted to take that on and really try to develop it. So it's an important, it's an incredibly important part of the development of the Cowgirl Gathering. 
Yeah. And so last year there was the art show and I think it was open to any artist. And this year it is really featuring cowgirl female Western artists, which I think is great to get that voice heard. We don't want to lose the central message, which is this is a cowgirl gathering. And that means cowgirl artists. For the cowgirl gathering, which you guys started three years ago, what was the original purpose and thought behind? So the original idea, we actually been batting this back and forth for a number of years. And so the original idea was to honor the fact that there that we were an organization founded by a woman. And we're also an organization that's predominantly women. So let me give you an example. So we have, we think 75 to 80% of our members are women but also most of our leadership is women. So our board of directors is predominantly female. Most of our state directors are women. So we wanted to honor that and really reach out to that group. And what and one of the things we did is we created a magazine called Chrome Magazine. It's a members magazine. It's a lifestyle magazine. And we wanted to feature women in their lifestyle. So not just what they do as with their horses, but other things as well. What we began to notice was there are some incredibly accomplished women in a variety of fields that we hadn't really realized. We had seen them at events. We knew who they were, but we didn't know in every situation how accomplished they were. So as we learned, we thought we need to get these people into a room to tell their story so that other women could be inspired by that. And that was the early seed of growing this out is, and what we found was there were even more accomplished people than, than we had even imagined at that time. And so we just think it's a pool that's never going to run dry of very accomplished people that we want to honor during, especially the Essence Exchange event that we do every year at the cowgirl gathering as well we thought there were some people operating in our membership that were a little bit in the shadows and we wanted to bring their accomplishments out for example the mc of the essence exchange is amanda kimes who she and her husband have developed kimes ranch she's very accomplished very smart very savvy everyone knows kimes ranch but not everyone we wanted to introduce the world to amanda kimes and Many people know Barbara Schulte, who will be at the Cowgirl, the Essence Exchange, and Nadine Lipsum with Paws Up. But we were thinking about someone like a Tina Shanahan, Rear Admiral Tina Shanahan, who her responsibilities during our most recent wars were basically to save the lives of these service members who were injured in battle. It was her people who did all of that. And she's going to do a very inspiring inspiring horses and heroes presentation as well. But we're going to have people like uh, Lori Roden, who is involved in barrel racing and hunter under saddle horses and halter horses, but she's also has been an important leader in one of the largest construction and engineering firms in the world. And we have partners that include AQHA. So Patty Tyberg will be at that event. Anna Morrison, who is the CEO of the National Rain and Cow Horse Association, Jill Dunkel with Stock Horse of Texas. We're going to have some great people there, and we wanted to honor them because they weren't always 
We want to get them in the forefront in a much more meaningful way. Tammy Schrant, for example, is a great story. And we're going to, we're going to hear some great stories. And that's what we wanted to try to do is tell those stories in a meaningful way. That's awesome. That's going to be so good too, for younger girls and young women who are getting to see these people who are doing these big things that are so inspiring. I think that's such an important thing for young people to have. We want those young girls to see someone that they can aspire to be. And one of those things we want them to see is we want them to see maybe that little girl wants to be a cowgirl artist. Let's get them in front of some people who are already doing that, some women who are already accomplished. And that's what we want to try to do is to, to illuminate this Western lifestyle to a new generation. That's awesome. That's going to be so powerful. Do younger women and children come to the event? Yeah, certainly. The Essence Exchange, which is a TED Talk kind of format, we have tickets for that. And we do have some younger girls who attend, but certainly the barrel events, the barrel in the breakaway roping and team roping of young girls, we want more younger girls to come and see their heroes and create new heroes. But uh, yeah, you'll see all ages there for sure. Who is the typical, say if somebody's listening, they're like, this is a good fit for me. Who is this event for? You talked about it a little bit, but who's coming out? So there's two groups that I think it fits really well. First is the competitors. So we've got the Charlie One Horse all-girl team roping. It's got $10,000 in added money. We have the Valley Vet breakaway roping. On November 12th, it's got 21000 in added money. And then we have the Platinum Performance 24-hour barrel event as well. So it's for the competitor. And uh, by the way, that barrel event, is a it's a 5D event. So the competitor, but also the Essence Exchange part is for that person who wants to learn more of the cowgirl community and jobs and careers that they can excel at and continue their Western lifestyle. And there are some great inspiring stories that you're going to hear. So it's people who ride and compete, but also people who maybe they don't ride and maybe they don't compete, but they love the Western lifestyle and they want to get closer to the people who make that possible. Say somebody can't attend in person, is any of this gonna be televised? Yeah, so the Essence Exchange, for sure, all of that will be on the Cowboy Channel. They'll be they'll be broadcast, and then they'll do it, replay it several times uh, after. So it's an opportunity if you're a subscriber to the Cowboy Channel, and they've been a great supporter to us along the way, and it'll be in their studio. Everybody will have a chance to see it. If you want more details, we have a really rich website, it's just cowgirlgathering.com. Real simple. And that's where people can purchase tickets and they can find out the schedule and all of that. All of those details are placed. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. So go check out that website, Cowgirl. Is it the Cowgirl Gathering or Cowgirl Gathering? It's just Cowgirl Gathering. Okay. Cowgirlgathering.com. And then let's end talking about this art show a little bit more. We have our opening night on November 10th. And so the performance events actually start on the 11th. So we're kicking off the event on the 10th. We have our opening reception. We're going to have artists there so people can come down that evening, visit with the artists. We're looking into getting a musician. So that might be something that's going on. You can come hang out, chat with the artists, chat with each other see this beautiful space for one. If you haven't checked it out, you really got to get down there and see it. And then also 
view all of this beautiful work. We had our juror was Sarah Adcox from the CM Russell Museum. And so she's finishing up her stuff right now. And I know, Billy, you're so excited to see see the work too. So hopefully we'll have all of that sorted out. But we had so many just beautiful submissions and a lot of artists saying that they're going to be able to come to the event. I love, I love art in general. I love cowboy and cowgirl art. So it's, I'm thinking about, so what am I going to buy? (laughs) I'm going to walk out of there with. That's what I'm, that's what I'm most interested in is it's a little bit selfish. I understand. (laughs) I'm thinking about what can I walk out of here with? Yeah, it's a great place to get that. There is something special about walking into that nice gallery or that nice show and you see those pieces of work that really speak to you. And it is much different looking at that piece of art in person than on screen. You just, there's a power in art that you don't get through your computer or phone screen and standing in front of it and you can see that artist's brush stroke and you can see those fine little details And it can be a really powerful experience just standing in front of that piece of art that's calling to you. And then, but then add to that, possibly being able to talk with the artist at the ask though. I like to ask those questions. So how long does this piece take for you to do? What's unique about it? What did it start out to be this piece or did it end up being this piece when you started to do something else? There's always a story behind almost every piece. And it's not always obvious when you look at the work, but uh, it's great when you can talk to the artists and we're looking forward to having them on, having them in our space and having, uh, showcasing their work. Yeah. And the artists too, the, there's the story behind the art and there's the story behind the artist. And that is always so interesting and gives so much more meaning to the work. We're also going to have demonstrations throughout the weekend so that people can come and they can see artists doing their work at that time. And they can talk about why are you doing that? How do you do this? And you can actually see that process happening. So that's going to be a really cool thing that is going on throughout the weekend as well. And you know what, Megan, one of the things that we do, I think we do better than just about anyone in the equestrian industry is we really work hard to create strong partnerships. And so that's one of the things that, that we appreciate. We appreciate the Calgary artists of America and their involvement with us. We think it's going to be a long-term great partnership and uh, appreciate your involvement with us as well. Thanks so much. Yeah. When Stephen reached out and it just made so much sense for so many reasons, shared values, shared that community aspect that we're really searching for, that stuff fits in so well. And then just promoting these female artists in this space and helping emerging artists, so many aspects of it. Just, it was like, oh, those pieces fit together. (laughs) Yeah. And I think for someone who has yet to come to the stockyards or or who hasn't been to the stockyards in the last two or three years, they're going to be very surprised at what they see. And I hope they walk away understanding how we've attempted to preserve the past, preserve history, and create a way to showcase people who love the same history that we do. Yeah, I think so. I haven't been down there in a few years myself. And in fact, I think the last time I was down there was for one of the Red Steagle events. And it just looks so much different. Whenever I saw, like I said, whenever I saw y'all's building and everything, I was just like, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong space, but I don't think that's what that used to look like. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's, it's amazing for people who have been to the stockyards many times, but haven't been lately. 
it's just a real eye opener. And it's amazing how many people are so pleased with the fact that these horse and mule barns have been completely renovated and, but yet still maintain uh, fixtures of the past. And so I, I just think it's a beautiful space. And you mentioned Red Stegall. It's amazing to work in a place where you can just bump into Red Stegall from time to time. He's a real gem and a supporter of all things Western lifestyle. And it's just amazing to just uh, run into him from time to time. We consider him a friend here. That's awesome. Yeah. So I think out, out of our whole conversation, what I really want people to take away is, first of all, we are all about community. And we'd love for you to come down and be a part of that community, whether you're just interested, curious, or you're like out there roping cattle, doctoring cattle, like wherever you fall on the spectrum, we would love for you to join us. Come and see this beautiful space, support artists, support youth APHA kids. The art show is free to attend. You can come the 10th through the 13th and you can come out and view that. And and then check out those tickets for the Cowgirl Gathering because there are going to be some really inspiring people and join the community and leave with something, whether it's like feeling more courage or you take home that piece of art, you left the event with something else. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a great time. We're very excited. This has been something that we've wanted to really expand and we hope to continue to expand it over time. Billy, thank you so much, not only for being here on the podcast, but also thanks to the APHA for being the official sponsor of the Cowgirl Gathering Art Show. We are very proud of that partnership and that sponsorship and really just very grateful for all that y'all are doing. Oh, it's a great partnership and we appreciate appreciate you so much, Megan. Awesome. Thanks so much, Billy. All right. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Cowgirl Artists of America's podcast with Dr. Billy Smith of the American Paint Horse Association. Make sure to check out the Cowgirl Gathering at cowgirlgathering.com. There you can see the schedule and purchase your tickets. And also, don't forget to come by the art show. Our opening night is November 10th, and we'd love to see you. If you can't make it on opening, we'll still have artist demonstrations throughout the weekend, and the work will be up through the 13th. We hope to see you there.